Our next guest would have been watching that. He'd be a pretty happy man right now, the All Blacks are through. Chris Wallace on the line. Chris, good morning. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Dean. Yeah, no, it, was a, it was a ripper game. Mm. Uh, New Zealand showed plenty of heart. They were down one man in both halves. Okay. And uh, always in front. Gee, it, it was just such a, an epic game. And Yeah, the Irish were certainly tough in defeat. It was a shame there was a loser because they didn't deserve one. Mm. Chris, I know, um, obviously, the All Blacks are always going to be number one in New Zealand. It's just in their culture. It's in their soul. But the Warriors this year really ignited the country... Was it yeah. accepted over there as being exciting? Did some of the rugby union people not like it because it was a rival code, or was it embraced among all New Zealanders? Oh, definitely embraced. I can't say firsthand, but looking from, from Australia, I'd say embraced. I think New Zealand, like Australians, love their sport. Um, it's um, it's just it's a religion, rugby in New Zealand. It's the number one religion, and then you've got mm. the other codes. This is the second and third. And sure. And then other religions follow from there. So um, it's quite an amazing thing. And, and it's a small country, plenty of passion. And um, they're out on a limb in the bottom of the world. And and any sport they do well in, they, they get right behind, whether it be yeah, sailing or uh, netball, cricket, you name it. They, mm. they bet well above their average. And hence the reason why we're all so proud. Yeah, and actually going well in the Cricket World Cup too. They're 3-0, so off to a flyer. Hey, Chris, our, our talk topic today was great sporting atmospheres on the back of Everest Day yesterday. And uh, um, I was talking to Dino, for some, I said earlier, for some reason this race mean just seems to get bigger and bigger every year. The addition of the King Charles yesterday just complemented the program perfectly. The race day itself, Chris, what, what did you make of yesterday? Exactly that, Ray. It's, uh, it made me feel so proud. Um, it has the last few years, but I think just to get that Group 1 race on the day and some really good milers on the back of the Everest, it's just it's just getting everybody talking about mm-hmm. racing uh, for all the right reasons and and the speed of it and um, the, the, the people getting familiar with the horses and and the build-up, like you'll see them clash a few weeks before, you'll see them clash again in the autumn and the tea day. You might see a few of them running the, in the giga kick in a few weeks' time. Like, that's what sport followers want. They want to get familiar. They want to have a team to follow. They want to they want to follow that team mm-hmm. as many times as they can, and racing now delivering that. So it's just a, it's just a huge, a huge game-changer for our industry. And there's so many winners from it. Um, the social aspect is one thing, but the breeding, the, the the follow-up interest in racing, and people just have a great experience. So you, I just you cannot quantify how important and how big it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the the younger people there. I think your children were there. I might I mentioned when my daughter went out for the first time to the races and yeah. absolutely loved it. And she knows nothing about horse racing. And wants to go back next year. So that's what it's all about. Hey, Chris, congratulations with Fangirl. She was brilliant. Were you expecting a performance like that? Um, I was hoping for one. Yeah. <laughs> a few a few grey areas with her was that she's always been a little bit um, on the lighter side. Um, not that we've ever had trouble training her, but I, I could just see she was just, just, just hanging in there and never really that big, strong, robust type of mare. And when she came back this prep, she she finally started to give us that that look. And first up, winning the winks was brilliant. Second up, run 
uh, and the seven was, was good from an impossible position. And we purposely picked this race out, spacing the races, so you hope that they peak and um, can put on a display like that. But I could see the 300 metre mark when she travelled up and she went with Mr Brightside and you could see she was really wanting to let go. And um, that was great for me mm. to see. And then when she put put a length on the, on her opposition, um, it was a good a good watch the last 100 metres. Absolutely, yeah. Chris, Ray wrote an interesting story in today's Sunday telly. Five months ago, you predicted that you thought you had the right horse for the King Charles, <laughs> and you were spot on. You must be a visionary. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, it helps when you've got a horse that's good enough. And I predicted a few other things, so I'm certainly not Nostradamus. <laughs> so, <laughs> How do the other predictions um, go? You, you, you get a few things right. Um but only made possible. She's a, she really is a decent horse. She was the bridesmaid to Animo, uh, horse of the year uh, last year, and arguably could have could have run into a couple of closer positions. Um, but that's that's racing. You can always talk like that. But now he's he's gone off to the breeding barn. She's um, she stood up and, and counted, been counted, and and gone to a new level herself mm. as well. Yeah, she certainly has. Hey, Chris, one of our listeners just text in and just ask, um, can you ask Chris, how did Shinzo pull up from the Everest? And on that same theme, Espiona as well, how do they both come through the race? Both pulled up well. Shinzo, um, I'll talk to the Cornwall group. Pretty keen to get him down to the Cornwall. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't really get a lot of a lot of clear running. Um, a sticky beginning sort of put him on the back foot again. And in that pressure type of race, Kieran was in three wide and, and in a tricky spot. And after he'd gone 100 metres, he was travelling pretty keen. And just the race just didn't flow for him. And, I, and he didn't have any room. So there's a couple of hard luck stories, and I'd put his piano in the same, same basket. Uh, she performed well, but Huey said um, when he wanted to call on her, um, restricted room again, yeah. so he said she was untested um, when she was ready to ready to rip. So both horses have pulled out well, and you'll see them again in the spring. It sounds like terrific. Yeah, and another SMS if I could, Chris from Sid. I hope militarised runs in the Cox Plate. How slow do they go yesterday in the Caulfield Guineas? A backmarker like him really had no chance. Is that how you summed up militarised in the the Caulfield Guineas? It was yeah, one hundred percent accurate. That is. Um, Joe said he was standing in the barriers for about three or four minutes. They checked a couple of runners, and um, it gets a bit it gets a bit um, flighty in the gates. So Joe didn't want to stir him up. He just basically let him relax. For the time they jumped, um, he was on the back foot, and um, yeah, as mentioned, they didn't go overly quick. And um, his last hundred metres was great. So. I'll have a good chat to Henry Field and his team. Um, if there's any negatives, we won't be going to a Cox Plate. Mm. If there's no negatives, we'll be there. Uh, Chris, I've asked Ray about this, and we've had a fair few text messages come through. I hope you don't mind a left-field question, but the Everest, Chris, do you believe it should be or should be given Group 1 status? Um, I don't think you need to worry about it, because it is, it's, 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 it's the biggest sprint race on the calendar. Um, 
if you want to worry about the people that choose the group ones and who yeah, and I think you'll lose sleep. I think forget about it. Don't even talk about it. It's, if they can't work it out, they shouldn't be in their position. But there could be political reasons. There could be other reasons. But I don't. I don't. Even, I couldn't get to to tell you the truth. Yeah, it's enough. an amazing race, and um, once once everything aligns, it'll get Group One status straight away. So I don't think there'd be anyone in Australia saying it shouldn't be. Um. But there'd be people in Australia saying other races shouldn't be Group One, so that's I think it's pretty. It's a dead argument. There's no use worrying about it, and it'll just be a matter of time, and it'll never be seen as it, it's now Group One, and it it's, it's, it, it adds, adds more emphasis to winning it because I think that yeah, it's just an amazing race each yeah. year right from its inception. I think yes, yes, yes. It studs prove that hasn't he, Chris? Um, they they knock back mares to that stay in every year, and uh, that just goes to show that a, when a colt does win the race, um, uh, the, even the breeding industry recognises it as a Group One. Hey, Chris, congratulations on winning what was the inaugural running of the King Charles. It's the old George Main, your ninth win in that Group One. Uh, congratulations with Fangirl and and also the All Blacks. And thanks for joining us on a Sunday morning. Absolute pleasure, boys. Thanks. Great show.